night before last. They all run together sometimes for me. Praise God. But um, I even asked my wife, I said, did we, uh, I, I believe I passed out some papers on what you would say to someone about, uh, about uh, how to prove there was a God in your life and uh, what you would say to someone who was skeptical. How would you would talk to someone who said, how do you know that God is real in your life? And I said, did we ever get back to that? And um, we thought about it for a while <laughs> and realized that we hadn't. And it was on my heart just a day or two ago. So Wednesday night, Lord willing, we're going to have ourselves a little Bible study. I don't know if you could dig out that paper I got you. Who knows where that is, right? But uh, maybe you could just take some notes down or think about that. And maybe I'll try to remind you if I can, in a text, to just uh, think about what you'd say to someone who is skeptical that God exists. How do you know the God you worship is real? I've heard some pretty blasphemous things, people coming against, say, you know, your imaginary friend up there in the sky that you talk to all the time. And um, How sad. How sad when there's such a friend that is available. Praise the Lord. And uh, I want you to think about that and uh, pray about it and maybe even jot something down. We're going to Uh, have ourselves a Bible study Wednesday night on answering the skeptic about the existence of God. We're turning to 2 Corinthians. This is a Bible verse that we use quite often. And uh, no no apologies on that. We need it. We need it. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love, your kindness. Lord, thank you for your blessings. And thank you, Lord, for your help when we are weak and we are needy, Lord. God, we're asking you to just speak clearly to our hearts and give us, Lord, victory, peace, and joy in our minds. And we'll give you the glory and the thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Let's just go ahead and go right to verse 4, 2 Corinthians 10. says, for the weapons of our warfare. Do you recognize we're in a warfare? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I hope we understand all those words that uh, we are reading. We've studied them many times and the definitions of what that means. Warfare, carnality, and uh, strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. How many like mayonnaise? Anybody like you like mayonnaise? I like mayonnaise too. Anybody hate mayonnaise? All right. Praise the Lord. Just wonder. Hallelujah. We're gonna I want to talk about something here. I was thinking about some of my friends in the South specifically. No no uh no problem with the South. I love uh the people in the South. And I've got some some of the best friends, some best people I know and we know. Praise God. And uh, it's interesting when you uh, come around somebody who uh, is uh, kind of a different culture in uh, some of their eating habits. And I know we have a lot of differences probably even in this room of things that you prefer and things you don't. And uh, things that I like and you might not like. And uh, every now and then it seems like it comes up in some of the strangest ways. Somebody come up and be with us a little bit and I like to make a pot of chili. And, uh, you know, I might put a little cheese on that. I might even put a little sour cream in chili. I don't know if that's something odd to you, but I like it. It seems to go well with Mexican dishes and Tex-Mex. And every now and then, you know, no matter what you're eating, somebody from the South say, did you ever try that with mayonnaise? 
Now, I already told you I like mayonnaise. And I'll say, well, you know, oh, you know what? It's so good. Get the mayonnaise out. And they'll put a big old scoop of mayonnaise. I had a preacher already uh, sitting around the table and, and, and eating chocolate cake and cookies and getting a little mayonnaise and spreading it on that. Why don't you try that? Oh, I'll tell you what, that's good. Once you start, and, and you know, once you start eating, you know, mayonnaise in, in this and mayonnaise in that, uh, uh, you know, you're just going to like it. You're not going to be able to stop. And, and sometimes, really, it's not so much that I think that is disgusting. There's no way that's good. It's just that I don't want to like it. <laughs> I don't need that extra in my life, you know. Um, you know, uh, there's already so many things I kind of make an allowance for here and there that, you know, adding mayonnaise to just about anything is probably, is is it going to make it better? I'm not doubting it is. If you want to put it on your scrambled eggs in the morning and your your midnight snack, God bless you. But, but you know what, I just, I just don't want to like it. Praise God. I don't want to get that taste in my mouth and feel like I need some more mayonnaise in this. So what in the world are we talking about tonight in church? You know, in our battle to have peace in our minds, to have joy and, and, and have strength in our minds, sometimes God's people are living on a mental diet filling their minds with things that, you know what, you you might just be able to say it's not so much horrible sin or a terrible thing, but, you know, you can put some things in your mind that aren't helping you have victory. There's some things folks are fighting with in this church, and, and when I say fighting with it, you're not enjoying the blessings of God like you could be. You're struggling with some things in your mind floating around in there that wouldn't be there if you would just get your focus off of something else. And there's some things that sometimes stir you up and or sometimes things that get you sad, get you feeling bad. And, and uh, you might not ever ask yourself, why did that happen? I know sometimes you can just wake up and maybe feel like, feel a, a sense of, sorrow or a sense of just not feeling content with things and that's part of just being a human and and the dealing with things and sometimes we feed into things we read things we watch things we listen to things that that really aren't healthy and you could say all you want you know preacher you could preach against that i'm not trying to preach you into heaven or hell i'm trying to help you have victory some imaginations just need to be cast down. I never really put this together with this, but re- just this afternoon, I was thinking how much this coincided with just a, a little while ago, uh, Sister Carmen testified about uh, uh, imagining the, the in her job, they're saying, you know, uh, just thinking about and uh, uh, positive intent. When somebody says something, don't jump to the bad conclusion. Amen. And uh, just always assume a positive intent and and after that, I, I, uh, the next morning I was reading something about not thinking evil against your neighbor and, and, and sent that out. To, and, and somebody, Sister Ashley, I'll give you credit for this. I thought it was so wise, and I told her this, that said, you know what? There's a lot of times I try my best to do that, and I could be wrong sometimes, but I feel better. Yeah. And I thought that is something that took me so long to learn. 
that, you know, you might think me naive when I'm just saying it's going to be all right and God's going to help us. And, and that doesn't mean we're through the, the, the battle yet. And that doesn't mean bad things won't happen. And maybe, but you know what? You'll feel so much better if you exercise faith and, and keep your mind on things that are right. Cast down imaginations that are, and don't feed into things that are fluttering your, cluttering your mind with negativity. Some people, they don't realize how, how they, they feed into and they nurse uh, depression, anxiety. They, I, I talk to people sometimes that you just need to stop. You're not, sometimes it, it's not healthy to rehearse and rehash and, and, and keep talking and thinking about things. The uh, Bible tells us to cast down imaginations. Hallelujah. That we are fighting a warfare and the thoughts of our minds can keep us from the victory that God has for us. Came across a very odd word years ago, probably the first year we were married. Uh, my wife and I were reading something. We had a, a calendar of, uh, of a cartoon. I don't know if how many are familiar with Calvin and Hobbes, but we had a Calvin and Hobbes calendar. And, and we were up late and... And uh, not uh, had just just uh, hadn't had a lot of sleep, and we were just laughing hysterically at the silliest uh, just antics of this cartoon. And and um, the guy who wrote this was a pretty intelligent guy, Bill Watterson. And he I don't remember exactly the context of it, but he used the words flotsam and jetsam. And I don't know why, but those words they just got me laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing. And I had no idea. I've never heard these words before. Didn't know what it was. And so we looked that up and flotsam. And uh, usually it's alongside this other word. It's, it's when there is a, a wreck of a ship in the water. And it's just debris floating in the water. And it's just a general term for that is flotsam. It's just debris floating from a, from a wreck or from people throwing things overboard. And I've run into this word continually over the years. I, I, I see it now so, so often. It just comes up, and I, I remember that. And, and uh, at the beginning of this year, and maybe I, at the beginning of this year, yeah, it was a time where I was looking at things I wanted to do, and I thought, I don't want, I want to declutter some things. I want, I want to take some of that flotsam, just clutter floating around in the, in the water of my mind, and I want to clear it out. I want to. I don't want to think about I, things that I'm thinking about that are taking up too much of my life. That n- the more I dwell on it, nothing is accomplished by thinking about things. Except I don't feel healthy at the end of the day. It, it's not helping me to. You got to cast that down. Got to clean out the clutter, if you will. Things that. And I've heard the terminology of just uh, sometimes people just flipping through silly things on their phone and, and something comes up and, and they say, you know what, I'll never be able to unsee that. But isn't that true? And so often we are really just so, it's a problem. We don't guard our minds enough. And something that we might not have even thought about a lot, and, and but just, just didn't guard ourselves enough, and now that's there. And maybe it'll fuel a fear. Maybe it'll fuel an anger. Maybe it'll fuel an anxiety. Hearing uh, somebody sharing with my family was around some folks here recently, actually driving my car. And uh, it's not really settling when they're playing music that is just 
really very clearly uh, without any kind of symbolism all just talking about gonna gonna murder somebody or and I think you know you listen to that enough get that in your head that's that's not I don't know that's not that's not mayonnaise that's just poison but a lot of things that can fuel uh, lust that can fuel sorrow that can fuel anxiety and and there's a lot that's coming against you already. Don't make choices to make it harder on yourself. It's it's kind of like uh, talking to to my friends and at, at the at the table. Just uh, hey, I, I've already got a battle there. Don't add mayonnaise to the mix. I'm already doing my best to try not to to kill myself with my fork and spoon. I don't need to 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 just double my chances, you know. And uh, my arteries getting harder just looking at you eat that. But uh, you got to make choices to to have your spiritual healthy health in you. You got to make good choices to 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 have your mind in the right place. I have found that uh, again, there's a lot of things we can't choose. A lot of things will come against you, and some things are relentless. There's a lot we can choose. There's a lot of things we can do. A lot of things that we don't have to focus on, we don't have to hold on to. And and uh, and you may say, preacher, you know, uh, uh, that what what are you saying? I mean, are you trying to trying to talk about sin? No, I'm trying to talk about God's best in your life. Philippians four. I know uh, we're familiar with this. Verse six. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. That's talking about fear, anxiety, worry. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's go on. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We ought to be thankful throughout the day. Some great testimonies of the thankfulness in God's people and that ought to be something throughout the day. We ought to wake up in the morning and think about well, how good God's been to us. Amen. You ever get hit with something negative in the morning? Just, just cast that down and start thinking about what God's given you. Amen. Just, it's, 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 we're not talking about a, a, some kind of cliche or something corny. You know, you have problems in your family. Thank God for the people that God's put in your life that, that love you. You ever have problems on your job? Thank God. God, you have a job. You know, you, you, you're you right. You say, oh, but I've got problems. Is focusing on them really helping you? Is obsessing on it, allowing yourself getting more and more angry, more and more worked up about things? Has that helped you or the situation? No, never. Amen. You say, well, you know, somebody says, just let's be praying about that. Is that going to change anything? It'll help you. It's sure a whole lot better than complaining and amen. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Well, praise the Lord. Whatsoever things are honest. There's a lot of things being spread around. You know, uh, we are living more and more. I don't think it's a new thing. I do believe it's getting worse and worse in our generation, the idea of of what our president coined fake news. A lot of things being spread around that are just complete lies. Amen. And I'm telling you something. 
sometimes you focus on that and it affects your day. I had a chat with a man who was helping me load some stone under the, uh, into our vehicle for, for our project over there. And, uh, and I said, listen, the woman that was up in the front, uh, an elderly woman, I said, uh, she was mad when I got there. And I said, she just uh, having a bad day. She took it out on me. And I said, I want you to know, you know, no hard feelings, but go cheer her up. Go cheer her up. And he said, yeah, I think she was not happy when she got here. I said, I picked that up because it wasn't me, but I got a bunch of that. Amen. And I didn't let that ruin my day. I told the man that I was loading. I said, I'm just letting you know. You know, she, she needs some encouragement. I said, maybe you need to go give her a hug or something. But, you know, we get into situations and somebody just wants to dump all their bad feelings on you. You don't have to pick that up and take it with you all day. You really don't. You can rise above that. You know, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report. There's some honest things. There's a lot of fake things. There's a lot of negativity that just lies. But there's a lot of honesty that's negative and a lot of a lot of you could you could be a very, very negative, bitter, depressed person and never tell a lie about anything because that's the kind of world we're living in. But that's not a good choice to make. That's not healthy. It's not. There's, there's people I see in the Bible, and I've seen a lot of times where people are friends because they have a common enemy, and their, their friendship is built on the fact they can't stand somebody else. That's, that's no way to live your life. But uh, it's true. Well, it's, it may be true, but is it, is it worth your time? <laughs> Is it lovely? Is it a good report? If there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both learned and received and heard, seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. There's a lot of things that you can focus on that are true and honest, but uh, they're not lovely. And, uh, and they're not going to gender peace in your life. They're not going to help you have victory in your life. It's not going to help you uh, live an abundant life. Philippians 3. Let's talk about some of these things that just are floating around that I want to help you just see it before it happens. Brethren, I count myself, Philippians 3.13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things that are behind. You can spend all day long, and sometimes, like I said, it's a battle. I'm not saying you purposely look for these things, but the devil is is actively trying to clutter your mind with things. So what if we would have done things differently? What if uh, I, I did this? And what if I would have, uh, when I was younger, when I... Uh, got married or when I raised my children or when I started to go for a, a job and, and what if, what if and all these things where we look back and think, you know what, if I would have just done this differently and, and, and what are you doing? Spending your time with regret, questioning the steps. Can I tell you, those steps are already taken and God is so amazing. I want to tell you that 
some of the worst decisions that have ever been made. Can I tell you, God knows how to take our mistakes, take our, our, our past hurts, take all the things that, that have, have brought us to where we are today, and, and He can take something and make it beautiful. He can take the ashes of an old life, and He can, he can make something amazing out of it. We can all look back and say, what if I did this? And what, why didn't I do this? And why, and maybe it would be better. And all you're doing is binding your mind with, with things that are thinking, well, did I miss something? Did I, did, and, and in those fears and that anxiety is, it's, it's, it's bondage. It's bondage. The idea that somehow you, you missed the boat completely and just, just could have done so much more. God knows how. This, this thing, God is, His ways are far above our ways. And, and I believe God, He transcends all of this that, that, that like I said, He can take our, our, our decisions, whatever they are, and He can work something. But you've got to trust Him. You, you've got to put all that in His hands. And, and even all the, the hurt and all the... The, the problems that somebody's brought into your life and, and real damage that people have done. You've got to be able to say, God, you have, they meant it for evil, but you meant it for good. Joseph realized he was betrayed and he was hurt. He was lied on and he was uh, locked up and isolated. And, and, and he said, God had a plan in it all. That we can pray and say, God, somehow... Somehow I don't, I, I, I hate the, the, the things that I've been through. I hate the, the, the problems that I've had. I hate the, the hurt, the betrayal, the lie. I, yes, I hate it all. But God, in it you've strengthened me. In it you've taught me. In it you've tempered my personality. Help me to, to maybe be more patient or compassionate. And let me learn to have faith. And through all those things, this idea that our lives just ought to be just one fairy tale. One step at another. That's, you know, one of the dangers that I think people are getting all caught up in is, you know, you're, you, you, uh, you know, you, you bring up somebody's uh, social media. It's, oh, look at them. They're, they're just happy. They're always happy. Look at that. They're always just so, they're always doing something fun and expensive and, and they're always so happy and they never have a bad, they don't post when they're in a fight. They don't put something on there when they're, when they're, you know, sad and depressed. They make every and everybody looks at that and says they're so relatable. They're just so I want to have just like just what they have, and I want and and you know you get caught up in some of that, and it can affect you poorly in so many different ways. Just looking at there's there's little things that somehow just sometimes don't seem like real sinful or anything, but it's working on you. Oh, I don't have a lot. I'm not. I don't not. I'm not as pretty as they are, and I'm not as this as they are. I don't do things like they do, and I don't. I, I don't, you know, and, and you start getting down on yourself because of something that's, that's fake. It's not the real world. There's a lot of people that don't believe that. There's a lot of people that think that is just so real and so worth all my time, and it's really not. You're not changing the world. You're not making a difference by posting whatever you're posting. You need to connect with people and be real and let them see something real. Amen. Regrets that you can look at and say, you know what, I might be able to have that if I wouldn't have done this. And I might have been able to do this if I wouldn't have done that. What would have happened if I would have? God's got a plan for your life that is special and specific to you. 
And don't start comparing yourself to other people. Amen. It does not matter. Praise God. It was already mentioned. Brother Mike talked about uh, self-pity. First Peter, the first chapter. What a... a uh, a real foe in people's lives. What a very real um, thing that affects people. Amen. People that... I, I, I don't want to have any patience for it. I don't want it to be a part of my life. No, don't put it in my chili. I don't need it. I don't want it. It's so easy to feel so bad for yourself. I'm such a victim. And, I'm such, and things have happened to you, but God's got a plan in it. God's going to use it for good. You don't have to sit down and say, woe is me, my whole life is ruined because somebody else did something. No, I've got to take responsibility and say, God, you're going to do something good. First Peter 1, again, all these scriptures we use a lot, but we need to. They're important. First Peter 1, 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein we greatly rejoice, though now... For a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with you. If you're going through manifold, many different kinds of temptation, to be heavy in that. But understand something. Don't, don't lose control. Though the trial of your faith being much more precious than, that of gold, than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found under the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen you love, and whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Rejoice because God is working. Rejoice because God is working. Self-pity is so destructive. Don't allow that to take up your day. Don't allow that to float around in your mind. Get that, Cast that out. This idea that, oh, somebody else, everybody else has it so much better than me. And, oh, I've been, you know, I, I have it so bad. And you know what? The kind of attitude that's looking to, to feed into that. We, we're very careful. There's a difference between being compassionate and feeding into self-pity. And there's a lot of people that get very angry because they have every right to be upset and angry and, and miserable because of the things that have been put on them by other people. And you're right, you do. But I don't have to feed into that. You have every right to be miserable, but I'm not going to help you wreck your life by feeding into that fire. I want to be compassionate to the hurts and pains and troubles. I, I, want, to, I want you to know that I get how hard it can be. But we don't want to shipwreck our lives by just... Just holding on and focusing on that. we got to take all that and say, you know what, God? I'm not sure what your plan is, but you've got one. And I'm not sure, Lord, why I'd had to go through all this, but God, I'm going to trust you and you're taking me to better places. The trial of your faith being much more precious than gold. Amen. God's working in your life through all these difficulties. Don't focus on the pain and, and how bad it is. And oh, why, why, God, why? Go ahead and realize, hey, God's working in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't always know why God does what he does. It would be 
silly. It almost seems silly for me to even have to say that, but there's people, why? Tell me what good this can, why would I be able to figure out God's plan? But I don't know specifically why God allows certain things to happen in our lives, but I, I know I've been living for God long enough to say, just hold on, you'll see good. Just hold on. God's going God's to gonna work. I've seen people that have gone through some of the hardest tragedies that I've that, that I can look at in myself and I try not to do, but say, I don't know how. Uh, I know it's God, but in myself, I could not, in my own strength, face what they're facing. But I realize they would say the same thing, but they are going through it and God's giving them the grace for that. And I realize God just blesses. And I see God's people rising above the hurt and the, the damage that the world has done. And, and God bringing it together into something amazing. God does that. And this world is richer and just more uh, just amazing than, than it ever could be with pe- because people that can put their trust in God and through hard times and the richness of, of their love and their experience. You know, people that are just shallow and have never really overcome a whole lot and they're always talking about confidence and faith and and uh, it, it doesn't really carry a lot of weight. But it's the people that have, have been through some things that can say, you know, God's been faithful to me. And it helps you. It helps you. Self-pity. Just constantly trying to get people to, to, to say, oh, you poor thing. Oh, you poor thing. For some reason, that's valuable to people in this world. And uh, it's really just a, a bunch of garbage that is not healthy for them. If they could say, you know what, I'm not the poor thing. I'm God's working in my life, and God's and I'm, I'm overcoming. And God's been good to me in spite of a lot of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Worry. We read that scripture just the very beginning of it. Something we talk about, I'm sure, very often. Be careful for nothing but in everything. Philippians 4, 6, in everything, prayer and supplication. Again, what, what's going to happen tomorrow? What about all the problems? And, hey, I, I, be careful. Be walk circumspectly. I get it, but you know what? Hallelujah! It it can it, just things happen in life. Trust God that He's got His hand on your life. Tragedies happen, and I'm thankful every day that God protects us and keeps us. But let's be honest: bad things happen to good people, and we got to recognize that even in that. God's going to help us and give us a plan. We can't live our lives in anxiety and worry and fear, constantly just bound by all the things of, well, what if this? Just just pray and live for God and do your best to follow Him. He's a good Father. He's not just, I, you know, I, I've been here as a young Christian. I remember feeling like, oh, i got to make the right choice. And if I do something, if I step out of line, God's just, you know, going to be done with me. Or I'm going to lose out on the will of God and I'll be lost. And it's, I had so much pressure on me and it's not that way. God's leading us. God's guiding us. And God's helping us. And if you're out of step, he's going to... He's going to gently push you into step. And if you're too dumb to listen and pay attention, and he, he, his rod and staff comfort you. He'll get you in line if you'll, if you'll listen. And he'll, he'll keep on working. He's not going to let you be lost easily. You say, well, I, I, I believe, uh, I, I just, I'm afraid to backslide. And I know people are going to be deceived. God doesn't want you deceived. Did you hear what I said? Almighty God wants you to be saved. He's going to help you. 
you got to really ignore God if you want to be lost and walk over everything he's putting in your way. you got to have your mind made up you want to be lost. If God wants you saved, he's not willing that any perish. So worries and fears that just you got to recognize. It comes against you, sure. But cast it down. Don't, don't, don't start thinking through scenarios of how bad things can be. You know, we preached about this. Again, uh, I've spoken with Brother Mike and his job situation, being a police officer. You know, they, I think he testified about this quite a ways back, about running scenarios in your mind. Well, if this happens, and it's not a, an exercise of fear. Oh, no. What if this happens? Oh, that's terrible. What if this happens? That's even worse. Oh, worst case scenario. No. You, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Action. What am I going to do? What? How can I be alert? How can I be aware? How can I, how can I uh, stay a step ahead of problems? When you just worry, you don't feel like you're in control. When you feel like you're just responding to, to things. But that's not the way a child of God is. A child of God can, can just be moving in a proactive way in the right direction and things are going to come at you but you can you can say i've got a i've got god's god's hand in my life and i might not know exactly what he's doing but one step at a time i'm going to take take uh take those steps in the right direction what i know is right i'm going to trust god with the rest of it could bad things happen yeah but god's going to keep his hand on me i want to turn to first peter four and uh, just finish on this this line. You know, we finished this morning talking about being nice to the Lord's friends. Amen? If you want to be a friend to Jesus, be nice to his friends. You want to upset God, just go ahead and don't be friendly to his friends. And that makes sense. The Lord calls us his children. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to treat God's children poorly. And we're going to kind of finish up on a similar note. 1 Peter 4, verse 12. Hallelujah. Be, beloved, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Now listen, this is kind of taken up where we are talking about self-pity. Don't uh, think it's strange. Rejoice. Make a choice, amen, to rejoice. That when the glory, his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Did you hear that? One place it says leap for joy. Amen. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You're walking in the footprints of the prophets that were persecuted. Amen. Don't be sad. Thank God. Bible says in the book of Acts they were persecuted and they went back to their church, went back to their own company and rejoiced because they were. Are you hearing me? They rejoiced because they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. Did you know that? They were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. And they went back and were thankful. We don't want to be accepted in this day and age. We don't want to be just one of the crowd. We want the world to know we're better than them. And if they like it, great. If they don't, that's all right. We're still going to be excited about God. 
If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. And it goes on and says, but let none of you suffer as a murderer. All right. So stop there a moment. Saying if you're suffering because you're righteous in an environment of unrighteousness, be happy about that. Right? Thank God that, you know, they either love it or they hate it, but you aren't wavering. You're going to be right on your job with your friends and just be happy because you're living for God. But you know what? If you're a murderer and people don't like you, that's not something to be excited about. Basically, you know, you look that up in the commentary. It says y'all deserve it. Right? If you're doing wrong and, oh, they put me out of my co- their company because you're wrong, then, then that's not something to be excited about. So don't suffer as a murderer, as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Let me help somebody here today. Uh, we've preached it many times about how, you know, uh, this word busybody and other, this phrase busybody in other men's ma- matters is, is connected to a pretty nasty list of ungodliness. So we've already established that. But listen to me. Let me give it to you on a different level here. You don't need that in your brain. What a waste of time. You know, I want to say I really believe after 20-plus years, again, that's an easy way to get away from exactly how long I've been pastoring, but 20-plus years, we're probably doing better with this than we ever have. I believe that. I believe a lot of problems that I've seen originated from something that people just were wasting their time. There's so much better things you can focus on. There's so many better things. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt, if I remember where the quote came from. I don't have it in my notes. Didn't think of it till now. But she said about how it, it takes a small mind to be uh, talking about other people. But stronger minds talk uh, about uh, accomplishing things and, and and events. They don't they don't sit around worried about what other people. What are they thinking? Who knows? Who cares? Why would they do such a thing? How would I know? Why would I spend time thinking about it? Just so much of what we know and sadly spiritual people can be. God help me. Some of the most obnoxious when it comes down to this because they will not only be. They're not only suspicious and they're not only thinking about something that's none of their business, but they're discerning spirits. I feel like God's given me a word of knowledge. God's not gossiping. God's not telling you something. And if it is, you need to love people and help them. And and if God's put that kind of understanding in you, then use it for good. If that's your superpower, I guess. But I don't believe it is. Knowing what's going on in other people's lives. What a waste of time. I promise you. I want you to know my, my attitude of late has been. I've been doing this longer than, I, I, than, than ever. <laughs> Every day a little bit longer. And I, I spend all my day thinking about people. And trying to help them. Trying to bless them. Trying to strengthen them. Trying to figure out ways to, to love people better and praying and praying and praying for people. And, uh, and God does give insight and God does direct in prayer and God does give words of knowledge and wisdom. But I'm here to tell you right now, I am more convinced than ever. I don't know the details of anybody's life really the way I think I do. 
And I don't want to really just think I do. To try to say I've got it all figured out is such a royal waste of time. Don't, don't let your day be filled up with other people's business. A busy body in other men's matters, you know, it, it's just not healthy. Pray how to be a blessing to somebody. Pray how to be a, a friend to somebody. Pray how to help somebody. We are in a day where, for whatever reason, if it's just sin getting worse and worse, or there there may be people, I believe, I, I believe, the stench of manipulation through the media, through the government, through Hollywood and the music. I believe people are being played as fools in this day. I'll be very honest with you. And I believe more and more we see people just hating one another. There's no discussions. Everybody is just so, so angry. And they right away, just a few words, throw a slogan around, and you're racist, and you hate, and you're big. I hate racism. God hates racism. But this this throwing around of slogans isn't a discussion. It's just a setup to get people hating one another. And, and there's so much of that in the politics, and 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 it, it's just everybody's just ready to fight. Everybody already knows just what somebody's thinking, what somebody's saying, what somebody is, and they don't want to take any time to just listen pay attention, or better yet, minister and serve. What a sad day we're living in. With this day, you know what? From the beginning of just the the, um, the quarantine and the, the, uh, the coronavirus, you know, I, I've, I've tried my best. You know, I've got opinions and strong opinions at the same time. For a lot of this, I'm like, I don't know. This is my opinion, but who knows? I might be proven wrong, you know? I don't know, but I don't want to, you know, you say, well, this person, you know, they, they, they're afraid and they're, they're wearing a mask. Oh, they're so stupid. Oh, this person's, this person's just out there all up in everybody's face. They're so ridiculous. Oh, I can't, they're killing everybody. And you've got everything that comes in the, down the pike now. It's just, we can't have different opinions. Somebody can't be a little more careful and somebody can't be a little more, hey, it's okay. No, you're, you're killing people or you're, you're just this and that. Everybody is just at each other's throats. And you feel it in the air. You, you go to a store somewhere and you just feel like people are, are wound tightly and ready to, like my, like my cashier the other day at the at, at Stauffer's. It was just, you know, it's it's just out there. We need to be better than that. Don't be jumping to conclusions about people all the time. Don't be, don't be, don't take your time. Don't let that be them. Let that be them. Let. Let them, whatever reason they're doing what they're doing, praise God. You know, did you hear what that other church is doing? Who cares? Oh, did you hear what this preacher did? Did you hear what these saints? Gossip. Busybody. I know it's easy. You just Everybody's just connected. And, and you know there's no fake news there. I mean, it's the media. It's not the text messages. It's not social media. That's all true. Very sarcastic. Very, very, if you missed that. Oh, you know what somebody said? You know what you know what somebody said about you? It happens. You know what somebody said about me? I know. It's crazy, right? Did anybody ever lie about you? Did everybody and you know what? Just because you read it and I know. I'm telling you, it's it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Don't get get yourself worked up about something you could do something about. Namely you and what is on your plate. 
Praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Sister Katie, can you come to the music, please? I need to stop. I want to help somebody. I want you to evaluate the stuff that's floating around in your mind, cluttering. Come on, now you know we all fight this. We all need to deal with this. You know it's, it's a battle. But there are some choices you can make. I'm telling you, will take you into not only a better, healthier mind, but something that is peace, joy, and abundant life. I think there's a lot of folks that are blessed, blessed, blessed because of God's salvation in their life. They don't enjoy it because they got so much junk floating around in their minds. Don't feed it. Don't feed it. Cast it down. Worried about the future, regretting the past. What a waste of time. What a waste of time. Worrying about what somebody else meant, what they might be thinking. feeling sorry for yourself, feeling just woe is me, I've got it so hard. A waste of time. You can do so much more with yourself than that. God wants to help you. What would happen if you just took some of that time and started being thankful, started thinking about being a blessing to somebody else? Started taking your your thoughts and worshiping God, praising Him, and thinking about the good things He's done for you. What what kind of blessing could you be to people around you? I know sometimes misery loves company, but I I guarantee you, I don't want to be around too long when, when people just so self-absorbed. So full of self-pity. Not that they're not that people aren't hurting and struggling, but there's a big difference between just needing compassion and wanting somebody to feed into that self-centeredness. No, no, no. Let's try to be somebody who's a blessing. Let's try to help. Come on, let's find a place to pray. God, you're so good. Oh, Jesus, you we love you. Oh, Lord, help us. Help us, God. Time to get some things cleaned up in our mind. Time to just lay some things aside and say, forget it. I spent too much time with it already. It's done. If it comes up again, there's no reason to keep looking at it. No reason to keep fearing about it. Oh, yes, Lord, there's a blessing in this house waiting for you. There's a blessing in this house waiting for you. Just have faith to receive it, God. 
Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord, everything we've been through, every trial that we face, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you've been with us. We thank you that you've helped us. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Just that. Lord, we got, that you've got a plan. You've got a purpose, God. In Jesus' name. There's a blessing in this house. Oh, that's it. God, you're so good. Bless your people. Help us. Help us to rise above it. Help us, Lord, to clean out. Hallelujah. There's a blessing in this house waiting for you. Just have faith to receive it. Oh, yes. God, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. There's a blessing in this house waiting for you. Oh, I believe it today, don't you? There's a blessing in this house. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. There's a blessing in this house. Oh, I love you, Lord. Just have faith to receive it. God knows that you need it. There's a blessing in this house waiting for you. God, we love you. Let's all stand, God. Thank you for your presence here tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us so many blessings. Help us, Lord, to take our thoughts, our attention, Lord, and focus on the good things that you've done in our lives and to be a blessing to others, God. Bless your people. Keep us safe. Keep us in your care, God. And, Lord, work through us. Open doors, Lord, this week. Open doors that we might be used of you, Lord. Open doors that we might be a... A shining light, God, give us the boldness to to reach out to everyone around and show them how good you are. We love you. We thank you, God. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. Hallelujah. I almost feel like I ought to wave to everybody still. Praise God.